A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash Entitled People, where you'll hear stories about the most self-entitled people ever, of course. Guys, it's going to be another good one today, so I hope you enjoy the stories, and do remember to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. I'm a 30-year-old female musician. I play gigs at an orchestra as a violinist. Rehearsals just resumed, so orchestra is my main source of income at the moment. My sister is 26 years old. She's a social worker, working three days a week, so minimum income, but she adores her job. I live in a small two-bedroom apartment, using the second room as a practice room slash storage for my instruments. I have three violins, two guitars, a digital piano, a drum kit, and some other stuff. So four months ago, my sister broke up with her boyfriend, and I offered her my spare room, temporarily. I moved most of my stuff to the living room so I could fit a small bed there. So my sister then moves in, but she asked me to move some more stuff to the living room. Now, I moved pretty much everything, except the piano, to the point where the living room became uninhabitable. She then starts complaining about my violin playing, saying it gives her headaches. I told her I couldn't stop the daily practice without risking my only steady income. The arguments then got worse. She starts telling me what to do. She told me to play only when she wasn't at home. But with her work schedule, I couldn't afford that. I tried switching to the electric violin, but even that can be pretty loud, so it didn't help. Several times, I reminded her that this was only a temporary arrangement, but she didn't seem to hear me. Two weeks ago, I arrived home to find my piano in the bathroom, near water and humidity, because my sister needed the space for her new double bed. When I told her she can't seriously expect me to store my piano in the bathroom, she said, Yeah, well, I guess you'll just have to sell it. So at that point, I get so mad that I tell her she has 7 days to leave, but she didn't take me seriously. For a week, I only talked to her to remind her how much time she has left, but she always laughed it off and told me to stop acting like a crazy person. When the deadline came, I boxed up all her stuff while she was at work. I then booked an Airbnb bed sit close by and drove her stuff there. Now, my sister was livid, but she couldn't do anything but take her new keys and stay there. So the following week, she kept calling me with an increasingly apologetic tone, saying that she shouldn't have moved my piano or bought a new bed. She then promised that she would put more effort into finding a new place, and by the end of the week, I considered most of our issues at least addressed. So I drove to help her move her stuff back. But when I was carrying her first box down, she went, Oh, I hope you'll at least stop with a violin this time. I absolutely refuse to take any more of that effing violin. So with that, I dropped the box. I wished her good luck, and I left. Now, two days later, on one hand, it feels like a huge overreaction to leave my own sister literally homeless because of an argument about the violin. But on the other hand, I have no plans to allow her back here because I feel she'd just continue crossing boundaries and never leave. So am I the a-hole to my entitled sister? Absolutely not, OP. Your house, your rules. Like, for her to move in and start demanding that you stop practicing violin when she knows that's your main source of income is ridiculous. 
And what's even more ridiculous is the fact that she basically took over the second bedroom and moved everything out of that second bedroom to the point where the place is just crowded. Like, if that were my sister, I would have told her to put on some headphones or leave the house until I'm done practicing. Or be homeless. So last year, I decided it was time to update my car to accommodate my large family. We don't live near public transports or walking distance to anywhere, so we need three cars. Now, that does seem excessive, but unfortunately, that's how things need to be. My sister was, and still is, going through a rough time. It's a position she put herself in, but I did my best when I could to help her. She has a child in child protection. She needs to attend a lot of meetings, visits, court dates, and other stuff to prove that she's a fit parent. Since I found a great deal on a car, I had change left over, and now a spare car. I gave my sister the extra car that we no longer had a need for, and also $5,000 left over from my budget after all expenses, so she could buy herself a new car. And what an idiot move to do. I explained to great lengths that the car, which is about 20 years old, is on its last legs. Despite regular servicing and routine maintenance, it wasn't going to do as well as it used to. It still drove from A to B. It did the job, but I was constantly paying to get some old part replaced or repaired. It was explained very clearly that the car is not going to last her more than a few months. It's not a permanent solution. Now, my sister has a history of buying cheap cars because, quote, it won't take much to get on the road, and then can't afford to get them on the road. So with the car I gave her and the money she now had, she would be able to take some time to find a suitable car and not be under any pressure to take the first one that comes along. So the following day after collecting her free car in cash, she sends me a text message asking if she could have one of my other cars instead because it would save her a lot of time and she would know that the car has been looked after and has no hidden problems. So after discussing it with my husband, it was agreed that we could give her a car to keep and we could take the $5,000 back as a deposit onto another new car. My husband has wanted a car that can go off-roading and we were going to do it in the new year anyway, so we could just bring it forward. I let my sister know that we can organize the other car to be transferred to her name. We would pay for everything needed, and then she can give us the $5,000 back in either cash or bank transfer. Whatever was easier. The idea went down like a lead balloon. So with that, my sister says, What? No, you gave me the money. I told her, yes, to buy a car. If you want this car, you need to pay for it. Giving you this car means we need to replace it. With that, my sister says, But you've got three cars, and a job, and money. This is going to make getting my son back much easier. At that I tell her, I understand you need a car. You know we need three cars. If I give you this car, we need to be able to replace it. At that, my sister says, fine, I'll give you back $3,500. I tell her, no way, that car's worth $10,000 easily, and you're getting it for free. Sister says, no, you want me to give you $5,000, that's not free. But that's the money I gave you to buy a car. If I'm giving you a car, you do not need the money for a car anymore. Now at that, my sister says, Yes, you gave me the money. It's mine. So I don't have to give it back. Let me have the better car. I need a reliable car. Now this did go around in circles for ages. In the end, I said she can get lost. Keep the car you have and the money, but you're not getting anything else from me. I then stopped contact with her immediately after this. Over the course of a few weeks, fines and infringements start rolling in. Running red lights, speeding, illegal parking, all in my name because the car was still in my name. I then reached out to her to ask what the heck is going on and to tell her to put a head on. There was no response. 
So after a few more fines came through, all of which I've been able to put in her name thank goodness, she continued to ignore me, and I decided to fill in the paperwork to put the car in her name. So where we live, once a car is transferred into your name, you need to provide a roadworthy certificate within 30 days, or the car will no longer be allowed on the road. As the car was so old and it was on its way out, it would never pass. Well, that finally gets her attention. She was so pissed off that I did that because now she'll have no car. She then blows my phone up with abusive messages and bombarded me through Facebook Messenger. I told her she'll need to use the $5,000 to buy a car sooner and start being more responsible. This is when I find out that she has spent all the money on everything except for a car. So now she has no car and no money. The last text message she sent me before I blocked her, she blamed me for forcing her to take the car, and for her not buying a car because she thought that my car would be sufficient enough. And if I didn't make her take the car, she would have gone and bought one instead. Now, the cherry on top was that she said it's my fault that she can't get to all the required appointments with child protection, so she can't get her child back. According to my sister, I now need to explain to her child that it's all my fault that she can't live with mommy anymore, and that I'm a selfish sister who never lifts a finger to help. Okay, let me get this straight. Okay, so OP gives her sister five grand to help her get a car, plus a temporary vehicle to get around in the meantime. She was also willing to give her a $10,000 car in exchange for the $5,000. And when her sister refused to take the car, OP still let her keep the money. The sister then spends all that money on everything but a car. And then she calls her sister selfish. Like, am I missing something here? (laughs) I don't know what the heck is going on. That is such an entitled attitude, guys. Like, did she literally expect OP to bring her a brand new car on a silver platter? Because that's what I feel she wants. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Okay, so this isn't as totally insane as some of the other stories on here, but it's a situation that makes my blood boil just remembering it. So I feel I need to post it here and sort of see what y'all think. So I have this aunt who I'll call Ella for privacy sake because God knows this woman doesn't need any more crap. And she isn't technically my real aunt. What she is is my uncle's ex-girlfriend as they only lasted a few months before they broke it off. Now my uncle doesn't exactly have his life together to put it mildly but she was such a nice and cool person that we considered her a part of the family anyway. Ella also has a daughter named Maggie who at the time this took place was about 6 years old. So Ella was, and still is, a single mother. She's one of the most badass people I've ever met. Ella took the situation and she ran with it, working her ass off at whatever job she could to get herself an apartment and prepare herself for being a mother. 
Nevertheless, she gave birth to Maggie a few months later, and she's been fighting tooth and nail ever since to give that girl a stable and happy upbringing as she possibly can. Now, Ella won't say anything about it, but we all know that she's had to sacrifice a lot in order to do that. Ella's gone hungry countless nights, so her daughter wouldn't have to. She's worked horrible, demanding jobs on little to no sleep just to earn what little money so she could keep the two of them afloat. And she still does everything in her power to make sure that she's there for Maggie whenever she needs her. This woman's a saint, is what I'm saying. Naturally, when my family got to know her, we were determined to help out whenever we could. Now, we're not exactly rich, per se, but we're pretty well off. Enough that we could absolutely spare enough to pay for a couple bills here and there, to make sure that neither of them starved. Additionally, my parents helped Ella find a better paying, more stable job, which has made a pretty big improvement on their lifestyle, but they still struggle. Ella has said more than once that her biggest source of distress is the fact that she feels that Maggie hasn't been able to be a real kid, able to play without worry or hunger plaguing her, so we thought we'd try to help that. My mom puts together sort of a care package for Maggie's birthday, filled not only with enough food to feed both of them for several weeks, but also some sweets that Maggie normally never got, and the crown jewel of it all was brand new toys and clothes for Maggie to enjoy. The last time they'd been over, Maggie had been upset because the stuffed unicorn she'd had for a while was falling apart. So my mom bought this very pretty, very cute looking unicorn plushie to replace it, and it was just like her last one. She also got a set of those little plastic butterfly clips that we'd caught her eyeballing in my sister's room. All in all, the package cost a couple hundred dollars, but we all agreed that that was nothing if that meant making a little girl happy. Well, Maggie's birthday comes and goes, and we don't hear anything, which is a bit odd, as even though we told her it wasn't necessary, Aunt Ella tended to be the type of person who'd make some pretty big displays of gratitude. She had a staunch belief in sending handwritten thank you notes after every gift we gave her, so it was kind of weird that we hadn't heard anything from her. Weird enough that my mom decides to call and ask about it. So we find out that they never received the package. Now, my mom is beside herself. She contacts the post office, frantically asking if it had gotten lost or delayed or anything like that, as not only was it a pretty dang important package, but some of the food in there was fresh and would definitely have gone bad by now. The post office tells her that no, they delivered it, which causes even more confusion. How's that possible? Now, it turns out what happened was that somehow it had gotten delivered to the wrong address. Instead of going to my aunt and cousin, the package got delivered to a family several streets over, in what I feel I must mention was a very affluent area. A lot of rich people. Now, to be honest, I'm not sure how this happened, but my mom found out what house the package was delivered to, and she got in contact with the family. But then again, if my mom's determined to do something, she's gonna do it, no matter what. Now, the family consisted of a mother, a father, and their two young daughters, both of whom were roughly around Maggie's age. My mom tried to explain the mix-up to them, and this is where the entitlement comes in. Now, I wasn't actually present for the phone conversation, but my mom sure ranted about it later. So obviously this isn't going to be the exact dialogue, but it goes something like this. Karen says, Oh, yeah, that package. Well, we already ate all the food out of it. My mom then says, You didn't think it was a little odd that you got a package that you didn't order with someone else's name on it? Karen then says, Well, we did think it was a little weird, but it was just snacks and kid stuff in there, so... Now at this point, my mom gets very annoyed, and she says, And did you happen to see the giant happy birthday card addressed to my niece on top of all those snacks and kid stuff? So with this, Karen sounds pissy and says, Yeah, there was a card. 
but I threw it out. I didn't think it was that important. Now, my mom, eager to resolve the situation before she loses her cool, says, Look, I'm not gonna argue with you about the cart. Or, frankly, the insane fact that you decided to take in, open, and consume food from a package that clearly didn't belong to you. But I'm gonna ask you to please give me all the clothes, toys, and whatever else you didn't eat so I can take it to the proper address. Now at this, Karen gets all defensive and says, What? Why on earth should we have to do that? My mom then says, Because it doesn't belong to you. Yes, it does. My daughters love this stuff, and I'm not giving it away. My mom replied, But it's not yours. If your daughters like this stuff so much, then you can go ahead and buy them their own. But what you have now is a birthday gift from my niece who barely has anything, and you have no right to take it from her. Now at this, Karen shouts and says, I didn't take anything. The package was left on my porch. Now my mom also shouting because, (laughs) F this woman says, It doesn't belong to you. You knew it didn't belong to you. Now just do the right thing and give it back. Karen says, I will do no such thing. Just get your stupid niece another package if it matters so much, and quit bothering me and my family about it. If you call again, I will consider it harassment. Goodbye. And with that, she hung up. It took my dad something like three hours to call my mom down from the absolute seething state the call left her in. Now, I don't know whether or not what the Karen did was actually illegal, like the kind of thing we could have had her sued for or not. But my mom came to the conclusion that this Karen wasn't worth making Maggie wait any longer. And so, she put together another pretty much identical package, and drove the couple of hours there to deliver it herself. In the end, Maggie wasn't negatively impacted at all, and neither was Ella. Maggie was delighted to see her present, not seeming to care that it was past her birthday, and Ella apparently burst into tears and hugged my mom when she arrived, thanking her profusely for going so out of her way to do this. We weren't that negatively impacted either. Sure, we were on a bit of a tight budget for a while after that, but it was nothing, really. It was definitely worth it for the photo that Ella sent a few days later, of an ecstatic-looking Maggie with sparkly purple butterfly clips in her messy brown hair, hugging her new stuffed unicorn to her chest, and smiling that gap-toothed smile at the camera like it was the happiest day of her life. Ella and Maggie's situation has been steadily improving as of late, And while they're still struggling a little, the last time I saw them, they both put on a decent amount of weight, and Maggie is doing pretty well for herself at school. I guess all's well that ends well. Guys, shame on that heartless rich Karen. I mean, if you're already living in an affluent area like OP said, I'm pretty sure she could have afforded all the stuff from that box for her kids. Like, the fact that OP's mom called and that Karen openly admitted to opening a parcel that wasn't for her and then refuse to give back the clothing and toys makes me furious. I'm also pretty sure it's illegal to open someone's mail and package, and since there was proof that Karen opened a package that wasn't hers, they definitely can get the police involved. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash entitled people. Guys, we survived another one. If you enjoyed the stories today, do remember to hit that thumbs up, and if you missed the last episode on the channel, I'll link it right here. A smug, entitled Karen parks on Opie's driveway, and then dares him to have her towed. And let me tell you, it doesn't end well. Check it out if you haven't, and myself and Steve-O will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? 
Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.